0: Welcome to Overflow, the podcast exploring what is and is not inherently visible about those who build with Webflow. I'm Matthew Munger from the Webflow community team, and in each episode, we highlight the unique perspectives, passions, and experiences that fuel the creative mind of our guest. From Harare, Zimbabwe, we're joined by Webflow developer Kudzai Milanga. Kudzai is proudly the first Webflow expert in Zimbabwe and a developer who always loves to challenge himself, whether for client work or personal growth. In this episode, we'll discuss choosing a profession that you'll enjoy on a daily basis, the emergence and importance of 3D in web development, and how monthly evaluations of income and projects can sometimes be harmful. Featuring Kudzai Milanga, this is overflow hey kazai thank you for joining me today hey matthew thanks for having me on why don't you start by telling everyone a little bit about yourself and who you are
1: i'm a webflow developer that's what i do been doing it for about three years now started right after school but yeah, I'm really into tech, which is why I do this. So that's pretty much me. I'm just a web look guy who's into tech. I'll say like, you know, shortest description I can give of myself.
0: <laughs> and where are you located?
1: I'm located in Harare, Zimbabwe. Right now, it's pretty cold. <laughs> uh, it's an interesting place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Harare means the city that doesn't sleep. So mm-hmm. it's a pretty, pretty busy town, I'll say that. I mean, now when it's cold, I'm sure people are sleeping, but usually... People are awake 24-7. But funny enough here, it's mostly hot season or cold season, basically. Now, we do have summer, winter, autumn, spring, but I rarely hear those terms get thrown around. But yeah, I was in the UK last year. It was interesting Mm. for me just to experience the weather over there, like completely different. Like the sun goes down at Uh. 10 p.m., comes up at 5. Like I'm not used to that. Here it's like every day, 6 p.m. it's dark, 6 a.m. it's bright and that's pretty much it.
0: So, what do you like about living there in Harare?
1: I would say the simplicity. To be honest, it's a busy, it's a busy town, but everything is pretty straightforward, really. Like when it comes to dealing with different people, just pretty much a lot of things are straightforward. It's a city, yes, the capital city, but it's still quite small compared to cities in other countries. So, like, it's not hard to get around, and there's a lot of places to go and see if you want to have some fun. But you know, you always just catch me at the movies, though. It's either the movies or going to grab a bite to eat, to be honest. <laughs> you can even go out of Harare. It's not hard. So you can go out, to, you know, explore. So just recently, I was by mm-hmm. this, this dam called uh, Guimba Shiri, right? So it's a bird park. And it's it's quite a nice place to be. Mm-hmm. Some nice birds to, to see there. We actually sometimes you get exotic birds there. Every day at four, they have this bird show. Where they can have like, I mean, I think they called a bird tamer mm-hmm. and then he'll be like, you know, doing like a bird show, like you can throw a fish and then the bird comes and catches it. And so it's like interesting to see. Yeah, it's just a nice, <laughs> calm, relaxing place. It doesn't even feel like the same country sometimes. It's so opposite from what Harare is because Harare is so busy, but over there, everything is just like nice, slow and quiet. You know, okay, I would say one more thing that I really appreciate about Zimbabwe—it's the the greenery. It's not a concrete jungle, so there's like a lot of places, a lot of neighbors you go to. You find a lot of trees, like even just driving around. Like, of course, not in town, but like on the outskirts of town, for example, you see like a lot of trees, a lot of greenery, plants, birds, animals. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that. It's it's calming. You know, it's boring to always just be looking at buildings, bricks, concrete. I always appreciate that.
0: What does your workspace look like? If we were going to sit where you like to work, what would we see?
1: Number one thing that comes to mind is like a lot of cables. (laughs) There's a lot of cables in my workspace. (laughs) Everything is just plugged into my laptop. And I was just like, I've got a a laptop. So I got this portable monitor. I don't know Mm -hmm. why I thought like I I like to go on the move and work. Like I thought I'd get it in working cafes, but really I just use it at home. I can't work when I'm away from home. And just stuff for for meetings like, you know, my webcam, my mic and uh, my trusty mouse, which yeah, which has been with me for a few years now. I don't see myself replacing it, but it's a very simple workspace. I can just, you know, pack it up, put it in my bag and be gone. When I travel, I like to collect like just small little trinkets. I'm yet to display them like on my desk because um, mm-hmm. I'm always moving discs. Like I'm in one room, I'm in another room. When I was in the UK last year, I got this little like granite ball. Like it's a marble, like it's a giant marble but it's made out of granite. Mm. So I just like, like, you know, I just like to hold it and just play with it a bit. And when I was in Victoria Mm. Falls, which is like south of Zimbabwe, I got this metal coin, which like has uh, the word yes printed on one side and the word no printed on the other side. When I got that coin, My intention initially was to like sort of use it sort of like if I'm trying to make a decision, a quick yes, no decision, I'll just flip the coin. Uh, Whatever the coin lands on, that's the decision I'll make, you know, not not important decisions, of course, like just small little (laughs) everyday things.
0: Do you like to listen to anything while you're doing your work?
1: Oh, yes. I can listen to anything, to be honest. I like to listen to focus music. It's just, you know, I just go on YouTube and I search up focus music. It doesn't have to be focused music, to be honest. Like, I don't mind if it has lyrics or it's a bit loud. I don't know. I feel like it kind of, like, scratches some part of my brain when I'm working that, like, gets tired. I, I, I don't know how to explain it. But, like, hmm. recently for the past week, yeah. I've been listening to country music, like, particularly Don Williams, just specifically. Because I grew up listening to him. we go on road trips with my oh, yeah. dad and he would always play Don Williams. So now, like, when I want to play country music, I just search up Don Williams on Spotify playlist <laughs> in the background. So that's been my obsession for the past week.
0: Do you have any hobbies or interests that you like to do when you're not working?
1: This is going to sound boring because my hobby is sort of oh. like intertwined with my work because I like to code sometimes, like just to have fun with code. Stuff I do outside of work, like I can go for a walk. I want to say that sometimes I go to the gym, but I haven't been in there for two months, if I'm being honest, so I'll be lying. and yeah, that, I think that's pretty much it. I used to read books, but now I read, uh, now I read manga. But that's pretty much it, to be honest. Like, maybe take naps. Let's say that. I take (laughs) naps.
0: Yeah. Those coding projects, what kind of language are you playing around with or what kind of things are you building for fun
1: right now i'm quite obsessed with 3d playing around with like 3js now and i want to get more into that side of coding oh, yeah. because for the longest time i've just been afraid of math you know like math was like my biggest obstacle in high school right next to <laughs> accounting and uh <laughs> last year <laughs> i came across this like 3d portfolio and i just knew that i have to play around with it so i like i downloaded blender started i playing around with blender creating 3d models and then now i just wanted to bring that onto the web And I actually put out like a Webflow Clonable. It's like, it took me two months to do that. I thought it would take me a week. It took me like two months to do that. So that's just how much time like I have to put aside to play around with 3D. But like at some point, if I don't get enough time in my normal schedule, I might just like clear out, just nuke my whole schedule for like a month and play around with 3D because it's an itch. What do you think is something that would surprise people to learn about you? I used to be a via driver. Via is like the Zimbabwean version of Uber. i was i was a vi driver for like a month yeah it was an interesting time (laughs) like it feels like a blur to me there but i like i remember back at the time i was broke obviously like i was just i was really really broke i mean not that i'm rich now but like back then he was it was just terrible (laughs) so i was like okay you know what i asked my parents i was like yeah can i borrow a car (laughs) it took me to interesting places i learned some fun things yeah, I met some interesting people. This one lady that I dropped off at the airport, she was really nice. I think she was a diplomat. Yeah, that was that was interesting. What
0: is your role? What do you do every day and how do you describe it to others?
1: Okay. I call myself a web flow developer, but really it feels more, more and more like web development, just web development every day. Uh, I used to do design. Now mm-hmm. I just do strictly dev work. And that's pretty much it. I'm always in Webflow, basically, from morning till evening. I'm just always in mm-hmm. Webflow or I'm coding and code sandbox. So I'm it's just Webflow and JavaScript, to be honest. That's what I'm doing. Webflow, JavaScript, then CSS, maybe some custom HTML here and there. But that's pretty much what I do day in, day out. But now uh, when people ask me what I do, I just say I'm in IT to be honest, because uh, I've tried explaining yeah. what Webflow is or what web development is and how web development is different from design. And to be honest, I've just figured yeah. it's easier just to say, oh, no, I do IT, you know, just call it a day.
0: Yeah, I've noticed in some places, IT doesn't just mean like technical infrastructure and businesses. It just means kind of anything technology related, internet, mobile, phones, anything It's just all.
1: Yeah. They hear tech web or anything. They just say, oh, so you're in IT. And I'm like, okay,
0: yeah, guess I am. Yeah. (laughs) Working in IT, how is that different from what maybe you might've imagined you'd be doing at this time?
1: Uh, It's wildly different, to be honest. I didn't always know I wanted to be a programmer Mm -hmm. when I was younger, I thought I'd be like a firefighter or something. End of high school, I just found myself enjoying computers. Like, I, I always had fun in computer class. And the first time I met, I was introduced to HTML. Like, I remember it was a Friday lesson at school. I, my IT teacher actually introduced me to html css and like that whole weekend i I couldn't do anything but play around with html css so i knew i wanted to do something with tech and then i started studying computers i didn't know exactly what i was gonna do some point i thought i was gonna work like you know maybe do software development maybe do web development and maybe networking or something i just knew something with coding i'd always like play around with coding Mm -hmm. I will play around with like Java, drop it and play around with C Sharp, even play around a bit with PHP. Like anything I just wow. found interesting, I will just pick it up <laughs> and say like, okay, I want to experiment this. Yeah. But really at some point, you know, you, you got to decide what you want to do. And, you know, I had to be honest with myself and then I realized that, you know, if I'm going to do something for the rest of my life, well, what would I mind not doing all day, the least? <laughs> You know, I, just, I had to buy. Yeah. It.
0: So, so you sat down. You decided that you didn't want to be a Via driver. <laughs> yeah, for the rest. Of <laughs> I, the I of was like, no, oh, so. no, no. You know, <laughs> this was bad.
1: This fun. This fun. But no, no, thank you. Uh, and it, it was it didn't feel safe all the time. To be honest, uh, because yeah, you know, <laughs> the security protocols yeah. weren't good but, uh, for the driver side at the time.
0: Yeah. So, little reminder or a PSA, mm-hmm. <laughs> public service announcement. Yeah, be kind to your. Be kind to your drivers. Thank you. <laughs> Look up <out> for them. <laughs> Thank you. So what do you find continues to excite and motivate you about what you're doing?
1: Well, wow. ever since I went dev only, I've just appreciated the challenge of learning something new, exploring my skills, basically. I think the most interesting thing is when, uh, for example, someone asks me, hey, can you do this? Can you do this certain animation? And that first initial thing of like, Mm -hmm. okay, is this even possible? Like, can we actually do this? And then going out, like learning, exploring, looking at uh, the tools online, Looking at different communities, forums, and slowly piecing it together. I always enjoy that. And I like working on projects that give me unique challenges, of course. Like, I'm very thankful that I've been able to work on such projects because I, I doubt I would have been able to stick it out this long if I was bored out of my mind and just doing mm-hmm. repetitive work. But every project, I can, <laughs> I, I'm always like learning something new. Other projects are a bit more challenging than others, but it's always a new challenge, something to learn. And I always appreciate that. And so usually when I got a request and it involved custom coding and I felt like, you know, it was, it was simple enough for me to learn, I'd always push myself to do it, to try and offer as complete a service as possible. Because, you know, part of the reason I went dev only was because I had that coding background. So I felt like I could offer clients that edge, you know, to get everything done in house. You don't need to bring in another developer to do the JavaScript side of things, you know, I. just do everything for you so that's the part that excites me because i'm always learning something new because i'm always trying to push myself to learn something new on each project what do you think is
0: a resource that more people should know about Mm
1: -hmm. for me personally as a webflow developer who plays around like who works a lot on highly interactive sites i would say gsap you know i'm sure a lot of people know about gsap but i don't think people just truly understand just how powerful it is. How much value it can bring onto a project, to be honest, it it can bring a lot of value. I think if you really know how to use it well, you can unlock a lot with GSAP, especially for your clients. And it has a lot of plugins. So there's the basic GSAP as well. Then you get things like the scroll trigger plugin. You get motion path plugins. You can do a lot of stuff that people would think is done with Lottie animations, but you're doing them with just HTML, CSS, and GSAP.
0: And how did you start learning GSAP?
1: I started learning through Timothy Rick's videos. He did a lot of videos on GSAP and then with Keegan Leary uh, or, or Webbay, if I think. Everyone knows we're to their yeah. better. So yeah. their videos really, really helped me uh, level up my GSAP skills. One resource I think that I've definitely benefited from might seem unrelated, but um, Bruno Simone's 3JS course. If you're looking to level up your JavaScript skills, definitely one place to look at. It's just the way he does projects. Like you know, when you're handling something as complex as 3JS, projects can quickly get complicated. And I think his course helps you think about how you can structure your code if you're working with like on a website that has a lot of custom code, a lot of different components. That course in particular, I just found I was applying stuff from that course onto my other projects, even stuff, the projects that didn't have 3D. So I think that can come in very handy. And learning the 3D elements as well is quite important. I've had uh, a couple of projects where I've had to implement WebGL experiences onto the project. And I think that's also because I think the internet mm. is moving a lot more towards 3D. And I think that's an invaluable skill, just knowing how to to read 3D 3JS code. Who is someone in the
0: Webflow community that inspires you?
1: Well, a lot of people. There's Timothy Riggs and Keegan Theory off the top of my head because I just mentioned them. Recently,
0: uh, there's also yeah.
1: Diego. He does 3D as well. The, I like mm-hmm. what he puts up. Kois so Abdul. I talked to him. He's in the Webflow community. Yeah, I, I like I like mm-hmm. the work that he does. He's really good with the design. Let me. See. Joseph Berry. Joseph Berry, definitely. His, his chorus. He helped me develop my Webflow animations and think about you know, how to structure animations and just, you know, some basic animation principles that I picked up just from, you know, going through the sites that he's made as well. Every time he puts out a website, I always look to it. And definitely Tyler Huey. Mm -hmm. I think he was doing a clonable every week. I remember like he would post a clonable and I Mm will immediately look to it for inspiration. Back when I was doing design, I will see like, okay, what interactions can I steal from this to like wow my clients? So
0: Tyler (laughs) Huey definitely, when he Mm -hmm. posts the next clonable, I'll be there. Is there some advice that you would like to share with others in the community? Two things, I would say.
1: Number one, I'd say don't be afraid to reach out to people. Uh, I'm, I'm an introvert by nature, so it can feel daunting to reach out to a person. You can think easily, like, okay, I'm not interesting. This person is probably, they probably don't even want to talk to me. But you know what, it doesn't hurt just leaving a message saying, hey, I enjoy what you do. I feel like making connections in the community is definitely it can help you in your website career in a lot of ways you wouldn't even anticipate. I think just having someone who can give you advice. If you're starting out, a lot of people have been where you are. And so they can give you advice. And I'd say one thing that I recently really just like came to appreciate a lot how, how to think of finances as a freelancer. Because for the longest while you know I always used to hear that okay here's how you can make 10k a month consistently as a freelancer and you know I think the reality is a bit different in that you know some months are going to be better than others so one way I've decided to just like you know implement how I think about finances as freelancers splitting the year into quarters and looking at it from that perspective instead of looking mm-hmm. what's happening on a month-to-month basis look at what's happening in three months six months you know compare that mm-hmm. don't compare last month you might have the best month of your life and then the next month it's it, it's completely quiet it's completely dry so i'd say you know don't don't let that stress you out too much i would say in fact those those quiet months if you think about it in the three month perspective you actually appreciate those quiet months because that's the time you get to reflect on what you're doing level up your skills maybe some quiet time as well i would say that's just my biggest yeah. discovery this year just think about it in the three month perspective don't think don't panic if you finish the month and you don't have any projects lined up for the next month, don't panic. I would say.
0: Right. Yeah, I love that. Like, think of it as an opportunity. And you know, you have a really good month and you meet your goals. Yeah. Absolutely, take some time off. I know? agree. <laughs> you deserve it, right? It's it's good. Wholeheartedly
1: agree with that. And yeah, I think you can easily get stuck yeah. in the mindset of like, you know, every month needs to be better than the previous, you know. I see like this every day where they say, you know, today give a hundred percent, tomorrow give a hundred and one, the next day give a hundred and two. Reality mm-hmm. it doesn't really work like that. There was a time when you know I was just overworking and I'll get burnt out. And you know, your quality work goes down, your quality of your life goes down. But yeah, don't yeah. be afraid to make a bit of time
0: for the things you enjoy. Absolutely. Is it really worth pushing yourself to 110, 150% if the next month or the next week you drop to 60% because you've burnt out? It's not really worth it, yeah. is it? Yeah, I like that perspective a lot. Well, because I, how can others in the community reach out and connect with so you? I think the best place to catch
1: me is on Twitter. If you message me, I'll respond. Twitter and Maiden Webflow. You can also catch me on LinkedIn as well. Or you can check out my further site. Nice. But to be honest, if you really want to get the quickest response from me, just reach out to me on Twitter.
0: This was an Overflow episode with Kutsai Milanga, produced by the Webflow Community team, with music by Joseph McDade. To learn more about the Webflow community, please visit webflow.com community. I've been your host, Matthew Munger. Thanks for listening.